This is your Kaiser Manufacturing video cast for Thursday, March 26. Michael Rigsby in the DirtOnDirt.com and Flow Racing Studios. Believe it or not, during these times of peril in our country and around the world right now, believe it or not, Suave, you may not believe this, my wife has actually been listening to our content here at DOD, which is uh, back in the day when we started Dirt on Dirt, it was somewhat regular. But, but uh, as of the last few years, Amber is not always partaking in things, but she's been listening uh, more lately. But she did say something that was probably true after the first two video casts that we did that were coronavirus related. Uh, she said that I've started things off on these a little too somber, in her opinion. I reminded her, by the way, I said, Amber, these are some, some serious times. I can't be doing backflips, nor could I do a backflip on the air. But she implored me this week. She said, hey, everybody knows that this is serious stuff. Maybe for the third one that you're doing, smile a little bit more and pick up the tempo a little bit more. So what do you think? Is mom, is mom onto something there that maybe I need to have a little more energy, a little less frowny, a little more smiley? Yeah, for sure. But remember, she's the first lady, so she can come and go as she pleases of Dirt on Dirt. She can watch, not watch. She's got, she's that basically is, like, you know, the head honcho. She's the queen of, yes, of the this queen. household. Yeah, That's right. I don't know. You smile a lot. All right. Things, I, I'm so. going to do, I'm going to do better as per Amber's request. Yeah. Uh, as always, I listen to my wife. So today's uh, coronavirus update is going to be a little peppier than we've had in the past. I am joined again by our own Derek Kessinger, Turn Michael Reiners, and DMAC Dustin McCarty. How is the social distancing coming over there, Turn? Are we still yeah, better? Better. better. I think it's about four foot. I could way. use, I could use another foot or two well. if possible. <laughs> As Dustin continues to train and learn the ropes that he will eventually take over for turn during uh, Late Model Live and these video casts. On the phone, our chief editor for DirtOnDirt.com, Todd Turner, and one of my BFFs, Benji Shelton. Uh, ben, am I still the only one that calls you Benji? Is that true? Uh, that's still alive, yes. I've, I've since eliminated everybody that calls me <laughs> Benji except for you. Ben and Todd, <laughs> I have a question for Ben and Todd to start. You guys are both married. You both have wives that I'm assuming are working from home. I would like to know how much closer the divorce is for both Ben and Todd right now than it was maybe a month ago. Ben, you go first. Well, I, I actually feel like things are great. Now, if you ask Cheryl that same question, <laughs> she might tell you that the, the end is indeed near. But, you know, we, we, we've been smart. We've, we've, we've been married long enough that we know when we need to just give each other some space, and it's actually not been so bad. All right, Todd, what about you? Julie surely has left you at this point. Well, I mean, I think all you need to know is that her office is closed and she went in yesterday anyway. So. <laughs> she actually risked infection in order to not have to be around you is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, she said, she said she was in her office yesterday. Here comes like the quarantine cleaning crew spraying everything down and fumigating the place. <laughs> So then she came back home. So I guess I'm not that bad. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Derek, you've of course had your roommate for almost six years now. You guys are close to a civil union. How are you and John holding up over there? Oh, he's the king of the quarantine. He's the king of the naps. He um, <laughs> he's just relaxing. He's a teacher, so he has his time off. He's been staying at home, but we've been grilling out. Uh, doing some puzzles together. You, know, <laughs> you guys are married. Yeah, we are married. We're having some fun. We did a Disney Pixar one the other night. It took us five hours, but we, you know. You're literally doing puzzles with yeah, your male roommate, piece. you're telling yes. me. And you know, we might have occasional cold beer with it, but yeah, we're doing puzzles. It's it's the married life. I, we're I, almost seven years. I get half is, the assets. I'm pretty is sure. Is the beer supposed to make it manlier or I, something? Ben, I'm yes, pretty I sure so. that Derek has a happier marriage than any of us right now, and he's been, has been with his roommate for six years. We're I think. in separate beds, you know, like the Brady Bunch <laughs> or whatever. Whatever episode said separate beds, so we're always happy. 
Uh, we'll get Ben's thoughts on that in a second. Joining us over the next hour will be Tim McCready, uh, of course, one of the, the best dirt late model drivers in the United States, who's homeschooling his kids right now. I have some questions for T-Mac about that. Our good friend Trenton Berry, the owner of RaceAndDirt.com, as we pick his brain on racing and, and sort of living in these wild times. And Blake Anderson, Blakey, for a little sprint car perspective, of course, Blake is the voice of the All-Stars. He's our pit reporter at Gateway, a big influence on flowracing.com right now, and I want to talk to Blake as well. I have a fun what-if game we're about to play here shortly as well. Uh, real quick, we're going we're gonna to get through the, the biggest what-ifs of the 2020 season, and I'll touch on that in a second. I mentioned Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. Turn, throw those full screens up there. We have been absolutely killing it in this time of no racing on the Dirt on Dirt side. From weekly video cast to our partnership with, partnership with Dirt Station, where we have vintage videos on Tuesdays and Saturdays. My most recent Rigsby report with Bart Hartman. Swab did a podcast with Steve Francis. And our written team, Todd, Kevin, and Robert, have just been absolutely on their games. Tons and tons of new and late-breaking coverage uh, as the coronavirus develops in the racing world. We've had it on DirtOnDirt.com, the Throwback Thursdays. Everything that you can imagine we have had on DOD during this last, call it two weeks, and we will continue over the course of hopefully no more than the next month. And we've had the same thing on the flow racing side as well. Of course, a little more sprint, sprint car related right now. What happened there, Turn? Did you make a noise over there? What was that? I didn't. I think I lost. Did I lose my guys? No, I got Ben. I might have lost Todd. We'll call Todd back in us. Todd, are you there or no? I'm still here. Okay, I got him. Sorry. Sometimes Skype gets a little angry with me. Maybe it was one of the wives yelling at him yeah, in the background. Yeah, it could have been, been one that. of the wives. Uh, FlowRacing.com, of course. Uh, weekly race themes. We're doing this next week on FlowRacing.com. A Dream Week theme. Don't forget the dream in the world will air on Flow Racing this year, live on Flow. And we're doing racing themes. Next week's theme on Flow. This week, it's Indiana Sprint Week. Next week, it is all dirt late model dream related. Derek's working on the best Bloomquist moments at the dream. We've got the best finishes at the dream, the most controversial controversial things at the dream next week that's very cool we've got 24 7 channel with usac which has been unbelievable our partners at usac have done awesome with that thunder relived which has been very cool the old espn Derek, you too young for espn thursday night thunder weren't you no i remember some of them uh, yeah they would air on, ESPN on thursday nights usac would have the coolest shows uh, Levi Jones and the guys at USAC are doing awesome stuff with that. And, of course, the Dirt Station historical stuff from Pennsylvania and beyond. All the historical stuff from Steve Gigas' archive on Flow Racing. So don't forget to check out all of that. The bottom line is two really freaking amazing racing websites, Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing, and keep your eyes to both of them. I want to bring my guys back in now. Before we get to Tim McCready, uh, Trenton, and Blake, I wanted to play a game with Derek, with Todd, and with Ben. Late model what-ifs. Now, let me be clear. In no world am I saying that we are losing this racing season, okay? I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. But what if, in some world, we lost 2020 altogether? What would the biggest what-ifs from this season be? I'm going to go first to give an example to Ben, Todd, and Derek. What if this was the year that Jimmy Owens went full mid-2000s, 2010, 2011, Jimmy Owens? What if this guy was about to go nuclear and win everything like he was doing back in 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11? What if that was about to happen and we miss out on it because there is no racing this year? What if? What if that happened? It would be, I think he, Jimmy was finally starting to kind of find his way back into that killer every time out zone. What if we missed that? Uh, Todd, I want to start with you. Give me a what if. If we somehow lost the entire racing season, what's a big what if for you? 
I would I would have to go back to last year and Brandon Shepard six figure payday uh, spring. What well, what if he ripped that off again or couldn't rip that off or continue that string and we we would miss out on that. That that's kind of uh, hard to imagine, you know. Also, I, <laughs> I think about what if somebody started off in 2021 like on some crazy tear and you're like, wow, what could they have done last year? It's, you know, it's kind of uh, it, it's 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 kind of strange to even think about. Uh, things not happening it's uh, tricky to wrap your head around it Benji what about you what if enough key races rained out throughout the course of this year and assuming the entire schedule would happen <laughs> that Brandon Shepard could win both championships in one year obviously not possible <laughs> but hey man if we're playing the what if game what if enough stuff rains out he's the world of outlaws and the Lucasville champion and the greatest what if of all time comes true. That would have to be some unbelievably bizarre scheduling for that to play out, right? Like, how, what, what exactly? I mean, I don't think I, you're the first person that said that. I think I saw that somewhere on Twitter, too. But can you imagine, right? I'll, I think it'd be kind of cool, Ben, if we at least got to kind of like July 12th and it was still going on, right? Like, he was leading both points. That'd be pretty badass, I think. Well, with the way this year has gone, some kind of way the banquets would end up being on the same night, and he would only be able to be one champion because you had to attend the banquet to get the points championship. That'd be great. So, no, no. But what? Seriously though, what about a what if? What if somebody that started out the year with a forgettable start to the year, like an Earl Pearson Jr. What if because of all this downtime, they come back and they have twice the year they would have had because they had more time to regroup and get ready? Derek, what do you got? What if? I said, what if this driver had one more magical run at the World 100? He had a Jack Nicholas-like performance at the Masters like in 1986 at the age of 46. What if Billy Moyer won his seventh World 100 on the 50th annual, and you know, we go back to it, and you know, that could be a big what if there. I think. So you're saying the magic of Moyer, Globe Seven, yes, 50. I mean, it does kind of make sense that he would win the 50th. And he's capable right? of doing it. He did win a prelim, but which you said anybody can win a prelim, but that wasn't my exact words. I think I said I, I could, could win yeah, a prelim. You could. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's anybody then, but that'd be a big what if if that happened. I think that'd be pretty cool. What if we realize? I got another one too. We already. What if we realize we already race too much, and people think. You know what? This downtime on some level was actually a good opportunity for me to get a ton of stuff done. And this isn't if we lose the whole season, but what if, Ben, we all realize we race too much? Is it possible we take more time off in 2021? What if? Somebody asked me, they were like, and this was a what if. And, you know, and it also shows how many people are locked down at home right now because I was trying to do my, my weekly Facebook Live thing, and Facebook Live just not working right now. <laughs> and the, the irony was they said, what if this goes on for a few more months? Do you think the drivers, the fans will care as much? And I said, you know, my response to them was to that question was going to be, yeah, because college football barely lasts five months and nobody cares when it starts back up. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's wildly successful and it's only five months a year. So, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Todd, any chance we get less racing as a result of this what if? I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, you'd like to think maybe uh, – Next year, the scheduling people would think about, hey, I saved a little money last year on some of those uh, races I would have tried to have, and maybe we'll uh, uh, scale back a little bit. But uh, I don't know. Anytime somebody gets a decent weekend, they want to jump out there and race. So I I don't see a lot of changes because of it. Do you guys have any more groundbreaking what-ifs, or are we tapped out on what-ifs? Because my my dark picture of losing the entire 2020 season, I'm thinking, might not sit well with some people. Todd, Ben, are you good on what-ifs for today before I get to my next question? 
I've got one last one. Okay. What if this was the year? What if what if this was the year that Derek actually had a winning percentage on his locks of the week? <laughs> well, we could go to. I know that is a big what if. That oh, is the man. biggest what if. Actually, thanks for the support, Ben. <laughs> Todd, you're good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one thing if we, for some reason, lost, you know, about half the season or whatever and then got got going again. You know, Chris Madden was so hot that stretch last year. If somebody came out like that, you would think, oh, man, that's a shame they didn't get to, you know, they didn't get to kind of run the full season and get a chance at more ground ground jewels or whatever. I'd, um, you know, that would be, uh, you know, what are you going to do? But that would be uh, fascinating to watch. We'll keep pose on uh, what ifs. We may do those uh, during this coronavirus situation every week or every other week. We may tap into those. I want to also update our over-unders every time we do these on when we think we're going to return to racing. I think I'm sticking to my – I'm trying to be optimistic. So I'm going to stick to my second weekend of May, May 8th and 9th. There could be racing again. Um, that's a little, it's a little soon maybe, but I'm going to stick with it for now. I want to, I want to go around the, the room. Derek, I want to start with you. When are we back racing? Well, I, last week I said Memorial Day, so I'm I'm sticking to that. It's like it's like the beginning of summer. Hopefully, we got this thing taken care of. But I'm gonna go with that. But then again, you see the Indy 500, which is on Memorial Day weekend, yeah. pushing back. But you made a good point. A event like that yeah. takes a lot of planning. Like the bigger the event is, the more likely it's gonna get postponed sooner than later. You can race a you know a race at Fairbury or Tazewell, but you know coming like the few weeks leading up to it. So I'm gonna go with Memorial Day still. Todd, what about you? When are we back? I think we'll start trickling back to some races in May. I, I would say like full bore, like you don't know anything different. It may not be till mid-June, but I'd say there'll be enough races Memorial Day that people feel like uh, we're we're just about there. Okay. What about you? Uh, what about you, Benji? I think there's going to be some anarchy in the country, and there's going to be. Some, I mean, we've got tracks that are trying to run this week. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think to, I think the regular racing is probably. I still think that mid-May, I agree with that. And then let's not forget, if, if the dream dream really kicks the season back into gear, then it's no different than last year because every damn thing rained out to the dream anyway. A tornado hit Lucas Oil Speedway, and the dream was the first crown jewel of the year. It was one of our biggest pay-per-view events we've ever done simply because of that, I think. It really felt like the kickoff to the summer season. So I, I'm with you. I think we could, we could kind of be in the same boat there. Guys, good job. Nice job on the what-ifs. Good job on the over-unders. I'm going to get our good friend Tim McCready on the phone now. As I dial him up, I always, you know, I think I always think I have these numbers memorized and then I don't. Let's see if Tim's homeschooling right now, as we call him. He was homeschooling. Was it Common Core Math? Is that what he was doing, Derek? Yeah, he said. <laughs> Timmy, are you there? I'm here. All right, we are. We are right into this. We are live on the air, and I, I got. I, I found something out about you that I did not know. Is it true that you are homeschooling your kids? Is that right? Well, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody, uh, I guess, with some temperament, maybe. Karen doesn't have the same temperament sometimes as I have. But, uh, How's that common? I, I, heard, not, but, um, I, I heard common core math is tripping you up. Is that true? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why we have to have uh, 20, 20 paragraphs trying to add 5 plus 5 together. I'm more <laughs> of a, if it's 5 plus 5 and you got 5 fingers, easy to get to 10. Uh, I don't know, but it's a different it's a different world, man, that's for sure. Uh, I should I didn't give him a proper introduction. Joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. And by the way, since I've been clearing the air on things on these video casts, last week I, I admitted to Marshall Green Tim that I had a crush on his wife when I was a kid. 
So I want to get something else out this week. I'm not admitting I have a crush on Tim McCready, Derek, if that's where you thought I was going with this. I want to get one more thing out there. I, I fully believe that I am the one that invented the phrase, the world is a better place when Tim McCready wins a race. I truly think I'm the first one that ever said that. Uh, I don't mind when people use it, but I'd like a little credit for that. T-Mac, first and foremost, uh, how are you and your family holding up? You mentioned the homeschooling thing, but what has quarantine life been like and lockdown life been in the state of New York for the McCready's? Well, I mean, honestly, it's probably no different than most people that live uh, in the winter. I mean, if it's uh, <laughs> if it's below, uh, if it's zero out, I don't usually go outside. Right now, it's a little warmer. We're going to get outside for a little bit after this. But um, other than that, uh, the weather's always crappy here in May and, or I'm sorry, March and in late February. So we're kind of waiting it out anyways. And, um, just don't travel to different restaurants and different things you like to do, I guess, right now. It's... Uh, not a lot of fun, but it's needed at this point. Kovac, I know, is doing a story, and it posted on the website just as we went on the air with this, about full-time racers and the effect that this has on their money situation, their pocketbooks. And one thing I love about you is you're always honest with me. So be as honest as you can about this. As you sit here and assess this, and let's say this thing goes into June, how scary of a prospect is that for you as a full-time racer financially? How much is Tim McCready worried about that? Um, I mean, I'd probably be more worried if, if I hadn't been broke before in my life, but uh, I've been broke uh, more than once since I started full-time racing. Uh, you know, um, I know people have always said that, uh, and this is a great life. I'm, I wouldn't trade it. It's a great life, and it's got so many good highs, and, and the lows are terrible too, but uh, the beauty is when you're coming through it, uh, I, I believe it makes a lot of us a, a better human being and, and just a better all-around person. I don't know if that's just over the top, but it teaches you a lot about life when you have to manage money and there's no retirement and there's no uh, big boss that's uh, taking the hits for you all the time. Uh, we kind of, as drivers, have better own bosses. Now we're very fortunate. We have great owners, uh, obviously with Ann and Carl Myers with me before. And then now with uh, Gina and Donald for sure. And, uh, and, and, uh, Bretcher and, uh, it, it enables me to do what I love, but also at the end of the day, uh, man, I got to watch it, but, I've been there before, and I'm still young enough that I can climb out if I have to. I don't want to, but we'll keep going as long as I can. Ben, go ahead. I know Ben and Todd and Derek, you guys have some questions for Timmy, too. Ben, go ahead. And Tim, I want to know right now, after your experiences with the homeschool, what would be the minimum salary if, let's say racing goes way for a year, what would be the minimum salary for Tim McCready to become a school teacher moving forward? <laughs> Man, I, I, um, I don't know about the teaching end of the – anything that has to do where you're supposed to be smarter but if they can offer me i would take a gym teaching position tomorrow because <laughs> the hardest thing to do up here is, is to stay in shape or to get out and your metabolism starts going down and, and i've told you because you, you you work out a lot you've seen what it's done and uh if i could be in a gym all day with a bunch of kids to keep me you know feeling younger and then i get to drill them with a dodgeball and and you know, <laughs> Beat on them with baseball bats and all kinds of stuff like that to, uh, you know, not be as frustrated. Uh, who would want? And then you have summers off to go racing in retirement and, and all kinds of stuff. So I've told a lot of drivers, man, if you really wanted to do it over again, uh, being a teacher, any type of teacher, would be a great deal just because there's so many. Uh, there's so it's a tough job, but there's so many things you can do that when it's nice out that you can't do. Uh, like us racers, we get to do a lot of cool things on Monday and Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, but usually Friday through Sunday, uh, we have nothing. We can't do anything. So the trips don't get taken and things like that. And most of our trips are done snowmobiling or skiing. So it's uh, like we, we, we live opposite. Uh, Todd, what about you for Timmy? 
Yeah, Tim, what about uh, just, just the unknowns of this whole thing? How do you kind of psychologically stay on an even keel when you could, you know, sit home and maybe worry about, oh, about this happening or that happening or if we can get back to racing or whatever? How, how do you kind of, you know, stay even and not get too, uh, too worked up about it? Well, I mean, uh, I'm fortunate. I probably, good or bad, I don't really live uh, – I don't live in the past that much. And then I really don't try to look to the future, which I said, it might be bad, but uh, I try to live every day and, and have some fun and, and enjoy life. Uh, it's been a lot tougher just because you can't just go and on the spur of the moment, uh, get 20 of your friends together and then have a cookout or, or go to the movies with your kids or, or do, you know, whatever it was. I mean, our son was looking at maybe some youth lacrosse this summer. He's been doing some indoor lacrosse stuff and, hoping to do some things like that and obviously my daughter's getting older so it just kind of slows slows that down a little bit but uh i don't know it's 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 definitely um a weird world we're living in right now and i never uh never thought i'd ever see anything like this and and uh you know you worry about the worries i have when i'm trying to worry about is the racing stuff is uh definitely my living and it's a priority but uh you know, I have family members when my dad was sick and, and he's been doing better. So I worry that this is something that could really uh, be very bad for him and, and really anybody's family members that have some underlying conditions, like they keep saying. Uh, so you just got to do what they say. I mean, I know a lot of us, we're all, uh, everybody in the world in their heart is a little bit of a rebel. So we all want to do our own thing and some are known to authority, but uh, no, now's probably not the time to do it, man. Uh, there's people way smarter than me that are telling me every night to, wash my hands more and, and, and stay inside and if that takes a little bit so we can all be in a happier place in a few months uh what the hell right <laughs> hey team max suave here america saw this budding relationship between you and boom during speed weeks <laughs> in february my question is are you still keeping in touch with boom is he still keeping the morale up for you i know you're up in the new york where it's snowing all the time he's been in florida during this whole quarantine so i'm just making sure is he keeping you up uh positive Oh yeah, I talk to Boom probably well three, four, or five times a week. Uh, usually, like it'd be when I was at Sweden, going to the shop, and be on the way to the shop and just see what's happening. And because uh, you know how he is, he'll he'll give it to you straight. And and uh, and he's a he he listens no matter how bad his day is. If you're having a bad day, he'll listen to it and give you some uh, advice or or just he's just a great all around dude. You know, their whole all the entire family, it, all them guys are all great people in that area. Chubb and all of them and uh. When I first started racing, that's who, who I was around. And it's weird, 20 years later or even longer than that, I'm still talking to the same guys when I came through the door, whether it's uh, him and, and Robbie Allen. I probably talked to uh, Robbie, same deal, three, four, five times a week. And um, it's cool. And boom, I was telling him yesterday, he's, he's bummed about coming back home. And I just, you know, before you got hurt on a go-kart, you guys had go-kart tracks and four-wheelers and dirt bikes. And there was a you guys are out there doing it so just start doing it again if you're bored and that's uh the beauty of racing like you grow up you do it whether it's a bicycle or a dirt bike or just running around your house if it's a race we're all excited about it so you get three of your buddies go out and race a little bit tim one question i have for you new york has been obviously this is new york city specifically i'm talking about one of the kind of epicenters of the corona outbreak in the united states and you know things are going to get worse in new york city before they get better you're not in nyc but you are in new york state has it been kind of okay where you're at have you had any sort of that spillover impact from new york city and just kind of give me the general empire state uh, point of view on the whole coronavirus situation well i mean like 
where my my parents are from and my brother and sister live uh, is uh, uh, Watertown, New York, obviously, and I don't live right in Watertown anymore. So I guess there's only two people in the whole county, so that's that's great, right? Yeah. But also, it's just like anything. You just don't know how many people can get tested or, or things like that, and once that happens, there'll be more. And, and uh, But where I live now, so uh, the governor is on every morning on TV talking and he flashes up the counties and usually uh, where I live is about sixth or seventh running Monroe County is right where I'm right in, in right now. So it's, it's a higher one. In the state, but like I said before, uh, I don't even know how to react to, <laughs> to what I'm supposed to do half the yeah. time or, or not. So I just, I just kind of sit around and do what they say. And if I want to go outside, the kids will go outside. But if I see like a crowd of 50 people, I guess, or whatever the numbers are, 10 people, I'm, right now gonna avoid a lot of people it's just kind of common sense i mean back in the day if i was uh my buddy when i went to college was sick from the flu or even if he was sick from too many drinks i didn't like go hang, hold his hand and hang beside him all day that's for damn sure <laughs> i'm not gonna do that again right now i i think i'm sensing an opportunity here for us for me and ben and tim to do a virtual common core math training class Timmy, would you be up for that? Maybe yeah. if this thing stretches on, it's it's you instructing us on how to do Common Core math with your son Gavin. Is that possible? <laughs> I don't um I don't think I'd be very good at it because um I'm not very good into the uh, twiddling and the losing focus and things like that. Uh, not because I'm good at it, just because, and it's probably just being a hypocrite. I can't tolerate other people not being good at focus. So if I'm if I'm I'm, I'm selfish, if I'm talking and talking about something that I'm that I think serious and I'm a little <laughs> amped up about it. Uh, the wandering eyes looking away, it just doesn't really fly very well with me. So I'm probably, I probably couldn't handle uh, 18 kids at once. Uh, all not paying attention. And Ben has terrible attention span. So I don't think you'd be able to, Ben, I think he'd be hitting you with the, <laughs> I feel like he'd be hitting you with the yeah. ruler, Ben, in the front of the class. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. You get there and you start the interview and, and he's settling with the mic and he's looking at something else and he's talking to you the whole time. And I'm thinking, you're not listening to a word I even say before this, this camera rolls. <laughs> once it does, he turns it on, so he does a good job at that end. But he's usually not paying attention at the beginning. I want Ben, I want him to test you the next time you interview McCready. I want McCready to say something like, yeah, Ben's a big stupid idiot and his hair is terrible, and see if you pick up on it dur <laughs> during the interview. And I'm just smiling the whole time. I just want him to lead with it. <laughs> um, you know, so Tim, I guess the, the only other question I've got is, you know, and this kind of expands on what Todd asked you, is there a point in your mind where you feel like, okay, we've got a, a big freaking problem if we're not racing by? Is there a, a deadline in your mind? Or is it just literally you're taking it as it comes? Uh, no, I mean, obviously, uh, it's not even a deadline on racing for me. The deadline for me will be uh, how much can I string my money out to uh, cover, obviously, the house payment, cover what we do with the kids uh, food-wise and, and family and and the car payment we have and, and things like that. Uh, when I was younger, something like this probably wouldn't be as big as an issue because you could stretch money and it's really up to uh, taking care of one person. Now we're, we're taking care of two kids. Uh, so that's probably how I'll uh, mark where I'll be a little nervous. I mean, sitting here today, I mean, I'm okay for a little while. Uh, you know, we start getting past next month or a month after that, or even a month after that. Uh, it's just, laws and numbers i'm gonna have to be the the bigger uh person a big boy and put on my pants and find money or go to work or do whatever so whether as long as it's obviously reasonably safe i mean unfortunately what we do for a living will take a back seat i mean we'd all like to believe that racing the 
potential and everybody wouldn't go on without it. But uh, I mean, that's just uh, untrue. So unfortunately uh, they need, uh, you know, we don't, they don't need us as much as we need the country to be good so we can get out and do what we love to do. Timmy, I appreciate it, man. You're always very candid. Your thoughts are fantastic. And uh, if you need any help with math or science, Todd really is a really smart guy. So please feel free to give him a call during these next couple months, okay? <laughs> oh, I know he is. And, I, and I'd like to say just like one quick one. And uh, sure. really, throw a thanks just to the, the, the manufacturers. I know we talk a lot about uh, owners who are great and, and, and things like that and drivers and crew, but uh, this is going to hurt them. Like our, our deal with obviously Longhorn, being a very good company and, and some of the things that keep us going, like obviously Bill Stein coming on board is a great company to work with. And, and they've, they've really worked hard to stay open. And if they close, they, you know, it's just all these companies that have closed, like said, Bill Stein shock. I noticed rocket has uh, had to shut up, shut their doors for a while. And, and everybody you work with, man, uh, hopefully we can all get through it. Cause it's the manufacturers to keep our race teams really going. Cause none of us really have been able to secure the quote unquote Budweiser's of the world or the STPs or, or whatever, like we like to, so, you know, uh, if at all we can always give a shout out to them guys and, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody will get through this. Yeah, that's a good point, man. We really appreciate that. Tim, thanks. Be safe out there. Okay. Thank you. All right. What'd you think there, Derek? Any thoughts on what, uh, what Timmy had to say? Yeah, he's, because he has, he is like all, I mean, most drivers do. He's a father, has a family, yeah, this is his full-time yeah. job. So, like, this is his livelihood. And he, you know, he's got to think about his family. So, I'm glad that, you know, he has money saved up where he, a, a circumstance like this, or if he isn't racing very well, he can, you know, put on a few months. But, yeah, he, he put it in a good perspective because he has, a, like, a family and all that stuff. I so. can't believe the uh, the math. I just I can't see him. I'm, as I'm dialing Trenton Berry up here. I just can't see McCready. Like, he, does he have, like, a whiteboard? Does he Hello. have, like, a chalkboard? T-Bear, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Trent. We, Trent, we do, when we do these video casts, these coronavirus video casts, we go right into it hot, right? We're coming right at you straight off the heels of Tim McCready. So you've got Derek Kessinger, Todd Turner, Ben Shelton, and myself uh, right into it. For those of you that do not know, Trenton Berry, good friend of ours, owner of RacingDirt.com, one of our reporters on the floor at the Gateway Dirt Nationals, and a guy that I am very proud to call one of my very best friends in racing. Trenton, of course... A guy who's, you know, your website really dominates the open wheel modified market. USMTS is really sort of your linchpin. You've been a little more affected than some of us in the fact that you've lost some races. I know Humboldt, King of America, is a big race for you guys uh, that's already been postponed. Just give us, Trenton, the general sense sort of in your world where you're at with things, modified folks' thoughts on things, and how you're holding up personally as well. Well, so where you guys get to race a lot in January and February, the guys that, that we follow a lot really don't, you know. Um, they pretty much kick their year off the end of February, 1st of March. Luckily, we did get two weeks in in Texas. Um, but, yeah, but you mentioned the King of America. That that one hurts. It hurts a lot. The Battle at the Bull Ring hurts a lot, too. Those two races are both over in Humboldt, Kansas, two weeks apart from one another. Yeah. And uh, the King of America was actually slated to start tonight. So um, I'm doing my best to keep my mood up. It's uh, – it's, it's, it's a little depressing for sure uh, to, to be dealing with that, you know, uh, an event that's so big and, and so well revered in the modified world to, uh, to just have to, to shutter it. Um, it's 80 some degrees here at the house and, and the, shun, the, uh, the sun's shining so bright that the uh, Friday sunscreen if you plan to be out. So it'd be a great day to race, man. To be clear, it's, you're in Missouri. It's 80 and sunny. I'm in Illinois and it's 52 and cloudy. What the hell? That's a 30 degree. Yep. Yep. How, you mean to tell me the King of America was going to have 70 and 80 degree weather this weekend? Yeah, at oh. least for part of it. Oh. Um, you know, they're, they're talking about a little rain maybe Saturday, but yeah, I mean, 
right now it's the, the weather is phenomenal. It could not be better. Oh God. And that's probably would arguably be the nicest forecast in the history of the King of America, probably, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I wouldn't have been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another reason I wanted to have you on, two reasons actually, is one I know just like McCready, I told him the same thing, you're on it, honest. Uh, I, I don't know you to never not tell the truth. And also, you're, just like I was for a long, long time, a small business owner in this world we're living in. Put your small business owner hat on for me. As you scan the horizon here with no racing for the next month plus, you just saw the Indy 500 postponed today, we go through Memorial Day. What are you feeling as a small business owner right now in a media market in this world? How are you feeling? Well, it's it's pretty uncertain, you know. And, and if I, if I think if, if anybody tells you any different, they're they're probably just fooling themselves or, or trying to lie to themselves, right? You know, um, there's a, there's a whole lot of uncertainty with with what's going on right now. And um, you know, I did about a 45 minute interview with Todd Staley yesterday, hoping to maybe you know glean a little bit of clarity out of the situation. And and you know, he he's in the same boat as everybody else, and um, he didn't know either. You know, um, everybody in in our general camp you know we all have a good feeling whether it's what we want or what we really believe man i just think i just think the beginning to middle of may that we'll probably be racing again um and and that's not to, to not be respectful certainly of the situation that's going on all the lives that are affected i mean obviously we know this thing is extremely contagious can most people fight it off and and, and come out the other side okay yes but it's extremely contagious and, and we all need to do our part to be responsible so i i certainly don't want to make light of that but man, I just have to think, that, you know, beginning or middle of May that, that that we'll probably be back to racing again. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, man, it's it's going to be a uh, it's it's going to be a long a long group of days if, if that's not the case. I want to turn it over to Ben and Todd. Ben, you first. You are you and I talk almost every day. You're a small business owner in this world. I mean, I'm sure you've got some questions and some things for Trenton, and we're going to get to some actual racing stuff with Trenton here in a second. But uh, Ben and Todd, Ben, you first. Uh, what questions do you have for for Trent? You know, I, I guess it's it's one of those dreaded more of, of a statement question than it is a true question. But, you know, I, I, maybe for my peace of mind, I'd like to hear it, Trent. I know you and I have talked briefly during all this, but, you know, as, as a small business owner in the motorsports world, and look, we're, all small business owners are hurting right now. But, you know, can you kind of share with the listeners in the motorsports world, we're in a niche business, and can you kind of share the pressure that you feel to not only look after your business, but more importantly, your employees? Yeah, well, man, our guys are like family. To be honest with you, I'm closer to my guys uh, that work for us than I am a lot of my family, and that's that's just facts. Um, they they truly mean the world to me, and uh, you know, you just you can't go up and down the roads, literally, guys, hundreds of thousands of miles with these guys over over the past decade. Um, you know, started with a lot of these guys just kind of as freelancers, and, and we've got three guys to work with us: Robert Clunch, Michael Jackson, Tyler Rinkin. And and I absolutely love those guys with 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 everything in me, and um, it's it, it's caused a lot of uncertainty. You know, we haven't made any decisions yet. We're we're business as usual for right now. Um, you know, hopefully the all the subscribers out there know what they mean. I mean, that's literally what what keeps yeah. this business afloat. And um, I, I went to work in the middle of last week and thought, all right, well, we're gonna have to make the best of this. And, it's just kind of it's it's been a been a lonely few days just myself in the basement with some studio lights and a computer <laughs> and, and some streaming equipment and man I've just been hammering out some interviews and um you know it's it, it's weird because usually we only get responses when we screw something up right like you don't you don't get a whole lot oh hey good job but it seems like I've gotten a few of those which has been nice you know and so 
at least people are watching that, taking that content in and, and, um, you know, hopefully it's, it's something people can find fulfilling and, and just a word to them. And, and I'm sure the dirt on dirt subscribers too, guys. And, and I'm, I'm sure we, we share a lot of crossover people, but man, just doing everything we can think of right now to, to make that as valuable as possible and, and know that there'll be better days ahead, but it's, it's certainly, uh, certainly some sleepless nights. Todd from one media member to another, what questions do you have for Trenton? Hey, Trent, I'd make it a little lighter here. I just wanted to ask about your uh, promoting plans. I know you helped all those guys from Dallas County, and I'd hate to see your uh, promoting career stifled here early <laughs> on. Uh, you have a, yeah, you, do you have any other <laughs> – did, like, uh, did you like doing that kind of stuff, and really might you do that more uh, in the future? You know, I loved it, guys. I really did. And, and what was so funny about it, I'd, I'd talk to, to you guys all at different times, you know, and, there's just so many things we see from our side of the fence. I, I feel like we really get a broad view of the sport. Um, you know, I'm not fortunate enough to, to do every single job inside of the sport, but man, we, we sure interact with, with every side of it. And you see a lot of what works. And unfortunately you see a lot of what doesn't work too. And, and nothing's ever going to run perfectly, but um, yeah. And, and it was kind of on a whim last year, but it was certainly something that, that I had had planned that I wanted to do at some point, just trying to figure out the right place and, and way that I wanted to get involved. So um, we had a lot of fun last year with the uh, the inaugural bull ring bash on my home track. It was pretty cool to uh, to see that place just really filled completely up. And, and uh, you know, we got a great race to boot, which I'm not naive enough to think that we'll get a race that, that comes right down to the finish line every year because the odds of that happening just, just aren't there. But, man, we were treated to a good one there. Um, so we added a, a late model race this year. That one's at the last week of June. Still on as of right now. Now that cash money series, Guys, if you saw, uh, they had to knock out their first three or four events, and they just made that announcement here a couple of weeks ago, which was, you know, all but a foregone conclusion. So um, those guys are, are certainly hurting at this point too. So, but our, our race is on as of right now, and um, as long as we can get back to racing, I, I plan to do it and, and do it right there at my home track. I, I absolutely love that place, and, and I'm just. Was, was so fortunate to be a small part of that thing last year. Last two things for you, Trenton. First of all, let's let's hop off the Corona train for a minute. Let's do one racing thing. You've got one racing thing, sure. one non-Corona thing. I am literally going to let you reach into the late model world, and I'm putting you on the spot right now completely. Is there anything at all? You've got, we'll call it three or four late model experts, not that you're not a really well, incredibly versed late model knowledge guy too. Is there anything at all you want to ask us about late model racing that we could answer for you? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> anything i would like to ask about late model race it can boy be... that is uh hey nothing, nothing like no time to prepare for that <laughs> like i said i'm putting you on the spot uh you know just it could be what, you know what i you, you know what i would you know what i'd like to ask you guys i would like to ask you why it seems to me that late model racing has the market cornered on extreme personalities. Um, Good I go to a lot of races mm -hmm. and, and I get to go watch a lot of different guys compete throughout the year. And, and you know, uh, my world has a lot of cast of characters, right? But there's nothing like that cast of characters come to the dome. Why, why is it that you guys have the market cornered on all the top interviews and all the great stories and the personalities? Todd, that, that's not fair. It's I, an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> sprint car people tell me the exact same thing. Todd, I'll let you go first, I guess. Uh, I have a theory, but Todd, you've been doing this longer than me. I'll let you go first. Ooh, I don't know if I've got a good answer for that. I might have to <laughs> defer to you, Mike. I mean, we, we got Bloomquist. I mean, that, that puts us a leader in the clubhouse already, but, but yeah, it, 
it is a good bunch of guys to interview. We're fortunate in that way. What do you think, Michael? I just Derek's chomping at the bit over there, Swab. Well, you go ahead. You go first. Well, I was going to say two words, Scott Bloomquist, but I also think a lot of these drivers, especially like the younger generation, they started watching Dirt on Dirt when they were 10 or less. So they've kind of seen it, know what to do. So like when the Tyler Herbs, the Bobby Pierce of the world, the Tyler Carpenters, they've seen it for 13 years, pretty much over half their life. So they get like the interviews and being on TV and stuff like that. So I think that has a little bit to do with it. And I don't know. I think that has to do with some of the older guys too. I actually agree. I think, you know, I'll, I'll pat us on the back, but I think Dirt on Dirt has a big, we have, <laughs> I'm not, and I think Scott would appreciate this comment. Somebody said to me one time, and please, Scott, do not take this as an offense. First of all, I didn't say it, but it's a funny line, so I'm going to say it. Somebody said to me one time about Scott Bloomquist, man, we all kind of thought Scott was an asshole, but then you gave him a microphone, and we kind of knew he was an asshole. So it was like we were the first ones 13 years ago to hand this guy a microphone. Uh, ben, you have a good perspective on this. What do you think? You know, I, I think Derek hit the nail on the head. Um, and, and, you know, guys are learning, learning racing, to Derek's point. And you got some personalities over there. You got Big Daddy Joe Duvall, and you never know what Big Daddy's oh, yeah. going to say. And I hated, I hated to see his godfather weekend get messed up by this. But, you know, I want to I put a little bit of a spin on this to show just how early in this one, Trent and Stick and those guys, what they're building, what they've done. But, you know, when I first went full-time in racing, I was the series announcer for the Lucas Soul ASCS Sprint Cars. We did all those races live as, on the audio, live on racingboys.com. And you know what? Trent Berry was producing a lot of those shows because he was having to go to sprint car events. And I laughed thinking about it now because I remember you were having to miss the modified and late model shows back there, Trent. And it pissed you oh, yeah. off. But I think it's perspective <laughs> how far you have come from having to be at the ditch covering uh, in West Memphis, Arkansas, covering a sprint car race when you wanted to be doing a modified show somewhere. So I think you give it a few more years, and I think guys are really – these racing dirt broadcasts, these guys are figuring out how to be themselves, and I think in a few years you're going to see things a little bit different. Trent, you've got about 60 I seconds before that. I get to Blake, and, and I, I agree. You know, Trent, again, he's one of my best friends in racing. I trust the guy with my life. He is an unbelievable talent, as, as you've all heard on the phone and see at the Dome. Uh, Trent, you got about 60 seconds to two minutes before Blake has to hop on here because he has a conference call he's got to do, Blake. Give me a, a what if. We've been doing what ifs. What if we lost the entire yep. season? What's a great what if? you got about a minute and a half here. Give me a what if for your racing season. Uh, all right, so I've got, I've got three of them here I'm going to go with. And, and I, I thought about this in terms of what if, meaning like, like what could have been. I'm thinking yeah, about that same, the right way, same. correct? Yep, correct. Okay, so, so, so on the news of uh, my guy Mike McKinney's, uh, late model ride that announcement oh, just came yeah. out. What what if this could have been Mike McKinney's breakout year? What if you know Ricky Thornton had ran well in that car in the past? That's good equipment. What if it could have been Mike McKinney's good breakout one. year? Good one. What if what if after a struggling 2019 season by all accounts, what if the MLRA series rebounded with that Iowa heavy schedule? There's been a lot of interest, guys. I don't follow it as close as I was. You know, man, I was in the trenches with those guys for years and years. And honestly, it, it kind of broke my heart to see what they went through last year. What if this was the year that they rebounded yeah. with the schedule in Iowa and, and all the guys that, that seem to, as of right now, have interest in running that? And what if, now this is a big what if, what if this is the year with 50,000 on the line for the winner, what if this was the year that Fairbury literally had to turn people away and were completely sold out, not even pit passes left? By the way, uh, everyone, that's how you do what ifs right there. Okay, now those were some what ifs. And Trenton goes after my heart with Fairbury. Derek, how about those what ifs? 
That'd be wild. I'd love to see that happen to Fairbury. And I like your MLRA one. That'd be yeah. very cool if they, you know, what that with that Iowa schedule. What if you know it bounces back? Because 2019, we talked to Jesse Stovall about it at Speed Week. Yeah. So it was a very down year for the MLRA. So it'd be nice to see them bounce back a little bit. Trent, you nailed it, man. Please give Ashley and Champ our love. Keep your head up. We'll be pulling for you. If you need anything, you know you can reach out to us. Okay, ma'am. Thank you, guys. Same to you. Appreciate you having me on. Have a great rest of the day. Yep. See you, bud. What do you think about those what ifs, Ben? Now those were some what ifs as I dial Blake up here. <laughs> I mean, he came swinging for the fence. The guy says he's not ready, and then he just takes us all down with one KO punch. I mean, it was impressive. Uh, all right, I'm dialing up Blake Anderson here to finish off. Blake has, by the way, a conference. He's, Blake better be ready to roll. Well, he's That's got, all I can say. Blake better he's be got ready a big, to play. He's got a big points racing night. Tonight. Oh, he's got a swap Tony nationals points race tonight so that he's got to do. That's to right. Go, That's so right. He's getting dialed in probably. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's just see. I have a feeling. Michael. Oh, Blake did answer. <laughs> there he is with his classic. Hi, Michael. Blake, we go right in hot on the air with these, okay? So you've got Derek, you've got Todd Turner, Ben Shelton, and myself. You are live on this Kaiser Manufacturing video cast. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, just another day in paradise. <laughs> By paradise, you mean Indianapolis, right? Yes, yes. Paradise in Indianapolis and quarantine. Yeah, living the dream. This would be a great time for you to have a girlfriend, Blake, to be quarantined. But instead, you're oh. alone right now. You're all alone. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Just, you're cold-hearted. Is that too cold, Turn? Is that yeah, what you're saying? You, you so, oh, Blake poor alone. Blakey. It's too hard. I feel like Tony would have made that joke to you, Blake. I feel for sure he would have. So, <laughs> um, I, Yes, am I right about that? Yeah, that's probably accurate. Uh, Blake, of course, from one Gateway Dirt Nationals pit reporter to another Blake Anderson. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we, we were acquired by Flow Sports last September, and I'm not only the general manager of Flow Racing, in addition to my duties at DOD, and on Flow right now, you not only get the entire USAC schedule, but you get the entire All-Star Sprint Car season as well, and most of the Eldora season, including the Dream and the World, uh, all of that for 150 bucks. And Blake Anderson, of course, is the voice of the All-Star Sprint Cars and has been very, very instrumental in our early flow racing stuff. So I wanted to say thanks to him for that. Blake, kind of framing everything that way, I didn't just want this to be a late model video cast. I wanted to get a little sprint car perspective from you. I asked Trenton what kind of the vibe was in the modified world. What is the vibe in the sprint car world right now? You're as plugged in as anybody I know in that sprint car racing side of things. What is the general mood about sprint car racing given what's going on the last month here? It's kind of much like everything else, hurry up and wait, but I feel like everyone's kind of getting answered. I mean, Central Pennsylvania started racing already, and they've got some of the tracks out there have four races in the books already, like Lincoln has four weekly shows in the books already. So it's kind of like a little bit of a tease, and it's getting to the point where we kind of know we should back to racing here pretty soon i mean i think the all-stars we were supposed to start in in two and a half weeks yeah. so it's it's i'm just kind of uh in hurry up and wait mode on kind of much like everything else just trying to figure out okay when are we going to get the green light to to finally get back to racing be honest with me here you you know you've done usac announcing you've done outlaw announcing you've done all-star announcing you know that i am very high on how talented of a kid you are so i know that you talk to all these different spectrums of sprint car racing we just had Tim McCready on, and we asked him, what's it like for you as a full-time driver? How worried are you about your paycheck? Talking to these full-time sprint car guys, Blake, are they getting worried? Are they getting concerned? What is their general mindset about getting paid and how soon they're going to start drawing a paycheck? I think, guys, it's getting to the point where guys are starting to, start, starting to ask questions quite a bit more. I mean, at first it was kind of like, eh, you know, it's, we're going to be back in no time. And now I think people are starting to realize that 
maybe racing in the next month isn't quite realistic. So you've seen, I mean, look at last night, we had a thousand dollar to win I race that was had 52 entries. I think that was a big boost that you wouldn't normally have seen. I think if guys were kind of realizing that, Hey, in a week or two, we're going to be back to racing. So I think guys are, they're getting a little antsy. I know like a guy like Brock Searfoss that's full time with us with the all-stars, he's driving a semi right now to, to make some money. He's a full-time racer that, Normally, he'd be working on all his stuff, but he's ready to go. And now he said, "The heck with it! I'm gonna deliver some uh, deliver some stuff with my semi that they that we use for the race team to make a little bit of money." So, guys are a little bit on edge right now. Obviously, your boss is Tony Stewart. What's Tony's message been during all this? From you know, we have a, a corporate message from Flow, and other companies have bosses and leaders. What's Tony's message been to you and his employees during this? Just to stay calm, you know. More or less, it's really been. Hey guys, let's work from home. You know, there's really no need to be in the office and we've all, our offices, it was officially closed yesterday for the state of Indiana, but two weeks ago we got an email saying, Hey, if you don't need to be in the office, really just come in to print things and head home. The less you can be in, the better. Just stay healthy. You're kind of the same message everyone else is getting really. It's, it's been pretty standard. Ben, what about you? I know Ben and Todd and Derek have some questions for uh, Blake. Start with you, Ben. Blake, you know, you're more than just being out to the All-Stars. You handle a lot of stuff, a lot of those sponsor relations. From your standpoint, you know, let's say this deal moves, and we're a month from now, we're still waiting to get back to the track. Have you started thinking about how you approach, you know, maintaining those relationships and, and trying to help these sponsors through what are some very difficult times for them? Absolutely. I've uh, just in the last 24 to 48 hours, I've been in contact with all of our partners, so no matter – you know, if they're giving us, you know, say a million dollars or giving us one dollar, just to try and figure out how we can help them on social media, really on anything, how we can assist them and, and bring value to them in a time that, you know, normally we'd be bringing value to them by promoting our series and races. And now it's kind of, hey, how can we do it other ways and get creative and think outside of the box to, to make sure you're getting value out of our partnership, even when we're not racing. What about you, Todd? Some questions for Blake? Hey Blake, just is there anything, any subtle differences in the way this will be, uh, this will uh, affect late models versus sprints, either schedule-wise or, or, or anything about the way, uh, the way this has come about? I mean, is or is it about the same for any short track racer? I think it's about the same, but I think a little bit schedule-wise, I think the big difference we're going to see is the longer this prolongs, the more it's going to be. You're going to see where tracks and series are going to take a risk to compete against each other just to get races in because we're going to have to get races in. So there may be times where you would say, ah, say Lucas is at Port Royal. Well, you know, Hey, we got to, we got to run an hour up the road to get a race in where normally we'd say, Hey, we can't compete against that, but it may get to that point just to get races. And hopefully, I mean, ideally it doesn't, I feel like we do a pretty good job in trying to not compete with others. I know Eric Walls, our series director talks with, uh, Lucas Oil quite a bit on things, and then the Outlaws, we have a relationship with them as well. So we really try not to compete, but I think this year stuff may get thrown out the window depending on how long this prolongs and how soon we can get back to racing. All right, so Blake, I asked, we're going to hop off the coronavirus stuff, and we're going to have a little fun here. I asked Trenton this question on the spot, and Trenton nailed it. Okay, so no pressure, all right? So <laughs> no, no pressure to you at all. <laughs> what, none. I, yeah, none. I want, I'm putting you on the spot. So you've got late model experts here, per se, okay? Derek, myself, Ben, and Todd, all we do is late model racing. Ask us, is there anything about late model racing at all 
that you want to ask us. And I'm actually going to give you Trenton's question to help you along a little bit. On the spot, Trenton came up with, why do you guys in late model racing have all the good personalities? He's like, from Tyler Carpenter to Scott Bloomquist, he's like, you have these amazing personalities. So that was his question. Do you have anything at all, literally anything, Blake, about late model racing you'd like to ask? I mean, I don't know if it'd be late model racing. I just, I always wondered why we couldn't get something like a dirt on dirt to work in the sprint car world. I mean, I, I feel like everyone, every time you, every time you ask people in sprint cars, ah, it wouldn't work, but it's worked in late models. And I, I just think we're missing that in sprint cars. I think timing was a Do big you? part of it. I, listen, I, I would absolutely love to, you know, a somewhat on the flow racing side, we're starting to build that with USAC and the all-stars. But let's just be very honest, right? People like the World of Outlaws will always have, you know, licensed rights as they should to their content. Whereas when Dirt on Dirt started in 2006 and 2007, video rights weren't really as big of a thing then, right? No one really cared about video rights. And we were just out there covering stuff and people were happier. So through years and years of labor and thousands and thousands of dollars, Dirt on Dirt sort of became grandfathered in. I think it would be hard for something like that to start in sprint car racing now. But I still think there could be a full comprehensive sprint car news and schedule website. Jeremy Elliott has something like this. Is it not quite what DOD does exactly? I mean, t talk to me about that, Blake. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy's, it's starting to take off, and Jeremy's got good content yeah. on his website. It's a lot of content, like your site, from the standpoint of writing, but uh, it's not quite the, but you guys are also got, you know, a, a 10-year head start on it, which, <laughs> which helps, but Jeremy's getting there, and it, I, I appreciate what he does, and I enjoy Jeremy's stuff. I really do. And hopefully it can get to that point. And as you mentioned with Flo, you know, we've got a, a door open there as well, I guess. Uh, so the other thing that we're going to do here is what ifs. I mentioned this to you and Trenton. I did give you guys this question ahead. Trenton had good what ifs as well. What if we lost the entire season? God forbid. What if we didn't have the entire season, Blake? What will be some big racing what ifs from 2020? For me, uh, one of them is how many races would Aaron Reichel have won or could he win? He's, he won 16 last year, and he's never won in Florida. Well, he won in Florida this year, and they were quite dominant in the year. Another one is, is there another team out there you know, that can step up on the All-Star Tour to compete with Aaron Reichel? You know, can Rudine take that step up? Can, can a Brock Zierfoss take the step up? What's interesting to see what a guy like Sam Hafertie can do or would do this year he, he's a four-time ASPS national sprint car champion with a 360 and hasn't run a 410 full-time in over a decade and he's a rookie this year with us so there are certainly some intriguing storylines with the all-stars this year that I would be very sad if we don't get to see them play out Derek you have spent I don't know how many hours playing Tony Stewart's oh. video, Tony Stewart's video game right now of course the voice of the Tony Stewart video game is none other than our guest right now Blake Anderson do you have any thoughts? Do you hear Blake's voice when you go to sleep at night because oh. you've played so many hours of the All-Star Sprint Car video yeah, game? Yeah, like one of his things is all the proceeds at the concession can't, concession stand go back to the track. <laughs> but he's also a competitor on there. He's been competing in the Slav Nationals. And Blake, have you been practicing since Monday? Because it's a big point tonight. Tonight, That's, the, <laughs> that's what the people really want to know. It's, I got to get on hot laps tonight. We got a big night coming up. But it, it, that was... To be involved in that video game was cool. I never thought there'd be a day where I'd be able to turn on my Xbox One and hear my voice. So <laughs> that's been uh, kind of surreal, that's for sure. Ben, do you have Ben? Have you played the video game at all? Have you heard Blake yet, or no? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm the only person working over here. I don't know what <laughs> I'm working like sixteen. I'm working like sixteen hours a day right now. 
So, uh, no, I have not got to play it. But, you know, and that's how far out of the loop I am, Blake. Damn, I didn't even know you were on there. Now I've, I've got to go buy a damn Xbox One just because you're on there. That That's pretty awesome, man. Good for you. Download it in the marketplace. Download it. Come on, Blake. There there we, his announcing's a lot better than his driving ability in the video game. That's for dang sure. <laughs> yeah. Blake, I appreciate I it. I haven't you... quite got the racing down i know you've got a conference call you've got to get to very important very important you've got a conference call he's got to get to in three minutes i appreciate everything bud hopefully we're getting back with the all-stars on flow racing sooner than later so thanks for everything and be safe okay buddy well thanks for having me guys i appreciate it uh todd ben derek i want to finish up with a couple of notes i don't know if you guys saw the scott brothers johnny and stormy went uh to rocket chassis away from bloomquist and I, I wanted to mention this to you ben and get your thoughts on it derek you too it was a little bit of a, a fun Twitter poke at each other, right? Like Mark and the Rocket team tweet out the photo of them in the shop. Some of the Bloomquist teams kind of grumbling on Twitter about that. I kind of appreciate the playfulness of that, right? Like we need a little bit of that during this downtime. Mark and his bunch, and, and Ben, you're handling Mark's um, website now. And then Cody and Jacob and their bunch on the Bloomquist side. It wasn't like a big deal, but it was kind of a fun poke at each other there a little bit about them switching from Bloomquist to Rocket Chassis. I enjoyed it, Ben, and I needed it during this time. Well, I mean, we, we've seen it for uh, really over the past three or four years. You've seen a lot of the professional sports teams really start poking at each other yeah. on social media. And I think it adds a whole other element. And right now, let's be honest, we need everything we can to kind of give us a laugh or, or even maybe get us fired up. So I have zero issue with it, and, and I think it's better. Hey, man, if we're going to poke some fun and maybe take some jabs, let's sit out there in public and behind closed doors and leave people speculating. Just put it all out there on the table. A couple other notes, Todd. Boone was going to start three wide for that race, May 1st and 2nd, the World of Outlaws race, the first ever super late model race at Boone that I can remember anyway. Maybe there's been one that I don't know of. Uh, Todd, the three wide start at Boone for the Outlaws, 30000 to win in a Cody Summer promoted event in early May. Good idea, bad idea? What do you think? I think it's fine. I think mostly people will, you know, kind of be careful on that first lap and let, not let anything go crazy. It's a nice promotion thing, a little gimmicky, but kind of nice. Actually, I was at the last uh, late model race that did that uh, up at Eldora. They did it for, uh, I guess, the Baltus Classic uh, before the world, maybe uh, seven or eight years ago. And, and it was kind of the same thing. Everybody's talking about it, and the drivers were like, oh, no, what's going to happen? We're up in the middle and all that <laughs> stuff. And it turned out that they all kind of like uh, uh, soft-pedaled it a little bit into turn one, make sure everybody's going. And then all of a sudden on the second lap, it's all just racing again. So, But it's, uh, it's uh, probably a pretty good uh, promotion, something to set the race apart up there at Boone. Derek, um, Trent Berry mentioned it. Mike McKinney gets that Doug Curless late model ride. McKinney's a guy we've, we love. We've known McKinney since he was, I feel like he was yay big racing street stocks at LaSalle 12 years ago, and he was just like a 10-year-old, not even at that point. Uh, pretty cool to see him get this super late model ride. I hope it's not stifled by the coronavirus. Yeah, and he's been begging, I mean begging, the last two or three years on the Summer Nationals to let Frank Heckenass Jr. <laughs> bring out his backup car so he could race it, and he always said that Frankie never would because he felt like that he could beat Frankie, <laughs> no, no bones about it. Mike McKinney is a very confident guy, so I think he'll be able to wheel it, you know, because he races a modified. People make that transition and do very well for the most part. So kudos to him, and, yeah, let's hope we can get racing. Let's hope to see him in a late model because he's just a mod guy, so I really can't give him too much respect. Just a mod races. guy. Ouch, yeah. Zing. Glad Trenton's not on the phone for that. <laughs> uh, Todd Fayetteville's reconfiguration. I, I almost had to do a double take when I saw it. it. It looks clean and nice. I hope it races well. Yeah, me too. I, I never, you're never going to get a complaint from me when you make a track smaller. So, uh, 
So I give that, I give it a thumbs up there. And that's, uh, it sounds like they're kind of a first time uh, promoting crew down there. So it'll be interesting to see that they're, what they got going, but that's a track that, that has lots of special events and does a good job of getting those Carolina guys racing. So, uh, uh, yeah, we wish them the best of luck to get that thing going and be back. I wanted to give a smaller configuration. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to our newest live production and turn. I know you may be able to chime on this too. Bomb Chevrolet Buick down in Clinton, Illinois. They are coming on board this year when we start racing and we start to go to live events and have them. Uh, Bomb will be our official partner this year. Our, our truck will be logoed up and decaled in the Bomb insignia and everything like that. The, the people down there have been awesome to work with. Uh, we're going to run the same deal as we did in the past. If you get a subscription, if you uh, buy a vehicle from Bomb, you get a lifetime subscription to DirtOnDirt.com and a gift package with sweatshirts and hats and everything else. So far, turn the Bomb people have been awesome to work with, and hopefully soon we can have live events where we can start showing off their colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll be soon. Um, I think we're getting the truck in a couple of weeks, so yeah, two weeks I think. Yeah. They, they may have a little time here. Hopefully we don't yeah. have too much more time. <laughs> they need that. And finally, I have uh, another admission to make. My last point before we close. This this video cast out. Kenny Rogers recently passed away, of course. He, famous from the movie Six Pack. Uh, I, have an, I have an admission to make. Uh, ben, I think you and might struggle with this. I have never seen the movie Six Pack. I've never seen it. No. I have never seen it. Yeah. I have absolutely never seen it. Uh, yeah. Todd, have you seen it? I have not seen it. <laughs> There's two. No, come on, guys. Derek, no, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. And is it, is it, I, I, like, JD's going to die when he hears this, but is it any good? Okay, so here, here's my thing. It's, it's cheesy as hell. Um, Kenny Rogers is racing dirt weight models with a open face helmet at times, and other times he just has like a plastic visor, no tear off. <laughs> and I mean, he's he's doing in in in, in back to back weeks. He goes from running a dirt weight model to having a Bush Grand National ride in Atlanta. But it. I, I, I think you've got to have you not seen it. I've probably watched this movie a thousand times. Listen, I don't want to hear it from you. You have not seen Shawshank Redemption, arguably the greatest film of all time, right? I cannot take this six-pack hey. nonsense from you. Derek, go ahead. And I'm pretty sure, like, wasn't it, what tracks was the film? Like Dixie and Dixie. Rome? It was Dixie. Dixie, right, Ben? And I'm... Yeah, like, Clint Smith's dad built half the race cars that were in the movie. I knew yeah, that. And, I remember, and that's the thing. I remember, like, Clint Smith was saying, like, him and all his buddies, they were, like, teens probably, maybe a little older, but they are all going after Diane Lane breezy and like, you know, they're like following her around and stuff like that on set trying to get, you know, maybe get a number or something. So I'd like Todd, you've known Clint Smith a long time. The odds of Clint Smith getting Diane Lane's number are <laughs> what exactly? He, he probably, he, he may have dialed her up while we're talking. Who knows? <laughs> uh, all right. I got to watch. I'll watch Six Pack during the quarantine, okay? How about that? That is my commitment to you guys. You, I, you have got to watch it. And just keep in mind, put yourself as like a seven-year-old Ben Shelton growing up, loving everything racing. And there's this movie that's like two hours long, and it's got all these dirt late models on open trailers, and they're going to all these dirt tracks, and Kenny Rogers is living the dream. <laughs> I, I think it's, man, it's, it's probably one of the most, in my entire life, it's one of those movies that's like a feel-good movie. For me. I could put it in right now, and it's going to bring me back. Ben, I, I don't want you to see this later and be mad at me. While you were saying that, I held no, up a sign. Don't tell him. Don't I, tell you him. don't want me to tell don't him? Don't tell him. He's got he's to go back and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Ben so much. He's one of my best friends. I have to feel like I have to tell him. No? All right, we'll make you. I held up a sign while you were talking about seven-year-old Ben Shelton, okay? So you have to go back and watch and see what uh, it says, okay? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 turn real quick. Throw up those full screens real quick again. The DOD and uh, Flow Racing full screens.
Yeah, we'll go Flow first. Just cycle through them. Don't forget all this uh, new coverage and content on Flow Racing that we've got from USAC 24-7, Thunder Relived, and all the Dirt Station stuff. Please check out Flow Racing. It's amazing what we've done in a very short amount of time with the infrastructure at Flow, Tim Truex, everybody, what they've done. And, of course, Dirt on Dirt. We're always here for you. No matter what, you can be quarantined. DOD will always be here for you. All of the new content we have got at Dirt on Dirt as well. Uh, Todd, Ben, real quick, final thoughts before we wrap it up. You guys got anything, or are you tapped out? It's been an hour. Yeah, final thought. We're going to get back to racing. We're going to get back to racing. We just got to be patient. It's going to happen, people. Okay, I like that. Final thought, Todd. I'm looking for my six pack DVD, so uh, <laughs> I'll be a minute. <laughs> Derek, final thought. Nope, I'm good. We did a great job today. I'm proud of all four of us that are on here. We conducted it very well. Do you have any points racing announcements to make prior to anything? We are live on my. Uh, no, we're good. We're live on my mixer, Hawk Hoops 12. Check it out. I'm commentating throughout it. I'm gunning for you, McCarty. Hey, Derek, <sighs> uh, what place are you in in points currently? Ooh, good question. Oh, oh. Six. Six. Out of? 25. That's good. What are you talking about, McCarty? Where am I at? Uh-oh. Like fourth? Uh, third. Oh, <laughs> so you're not winning. Page is saying. Uh, all right. I got to rein these children in. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll have another update next week. And, uh, I think Ben made an excellent point, as he always does. Hang in there. Ben, I'll tell you, I held up a sign that said nerd. I feel bad now because you brought such a good point. The sign said nerd, Ben. Well, I'm holding up my life-size cutout of uh, 10-year-old Michael Richie and John Gill hat, just grinning ear to ear. To be fair, nothing nothing is nerdier than that. Literally nothing could ever be. Maybe Dustin Jarrett's photos (laughs) we've seen could be a little nerdier, but... Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Todd, Derek, Ben, Turn, DMAC, everybody in the studio. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.